0: The Kaplan Community Podcast is a place to catch up with Kaplan Business School alumni. We talk about life after graduation, what we're doing now, careers, opportunities and future plans.
1: This podcast is exciting because it features alumni who have made amazing transitions. I'm Kieran Howard, the Alumni and Industry Partnerships Manager at KBS.
0: And my name is Dr. Richard Stager, the MBA Course Director at KBS.
2: Hi, my name is Julian Roslin, and I came to Australia seven years ago as a working holiday maker, and now I am currently working as a tax accountant and as an academic lecturer.
1: Thank you for joining us on the show today, Julian. You graduated with a Master of Professional Accounting in 2016, so you were originally an international student and now have become a well-known and well-liked accounting t- lecturer. you also a professional accountant outside of class. So thanks for coming. How are you doing today?
2: Thanks, Kieran, and thanks, Richard. I am very well, actually.
1: Well, I know that you've got several things that you do. Can you tell us, what are you working on now, Julia?
2: At the moment, I am currently working on arranging tax planning meetings with most of my clients because, as you guys know, the end of financial year in Australia is 30th of June. And so in April and May, we try to meet with as many clients as possible to basically uh, look at tax planning strategies to optimize their tax position before the 30th of June. So that's at the moment my main work. And as you said, I am also teaching two subjects this trimester, which are economics and management accounting.
0: Julian, you have a niche market that I'm interested to explore. Your clients in tax are, is the French community. So how far does that spread? Is it in Sydney or is it Australia-wide? And how do you attract your clients in the first place?
2: So with my personal business, I have roughly 90 to 95% of my clientele, which is French. Most of them are located in Sydney because I been to different events with the expat community throughout my journey uh, with the French-Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry also, which I'm involved with. And then I've also got some of my clients, actually, who uh, spread the word on Facebook and different social media. And so for the last couple of years, I've actually had more clients coming from other states like Queensland, Victoria, and even Western Australia, which is, kind of interesting, but it's also challenging because of the time difference.
1: And Julian, you also have a job at an accounting firm, is that correct?
2: Yeah, so basically I've got three activities. So my main activity is my full-time job in an accounting practice where I've got like hundreds of clients and I help them uh, with accounting and tax issues. Obviously, preparing financial statements at the end of the year, preparing tax returns at the end of the year for individuals, companies, partnerships, trusts, sole traders. So that's my main job, uh, my full-time job. Then I am an accounting lecturer with Kaplan. So I am teaching mostly accounting subjects, but they also range from management accounting, taxation law, all the different accounting subjects from the foundation level to the most advanced accounting subjects. And then I also teach on, in the um, economics departments. So I'm lucky enough that I'm teaching in both departments. So that gives me more subjects. I was also coordinating last year, but I've stopped for now because it's become a bit too overwhelmed to uh, manage the different expectations and balance both jobs. And then my third activity is my tax agent business with my French community, which is mostly intense from July till October, because that's when the tax season peaks and then it kind of slows down uh, after that. But the first and the third activity are very closely related because with my first activity as a tax accountant, I will prepare tax returns for individuals, and I do the same with my third activity. Okay, It's just that the third activity, I've got my own license, so I've got my separate set of clients, my separate, separate set of accounting software, but they are closely related.
1: I think what you do is great because it, it can show some of the real diversity of what somebody in accounting can do. There's just a wide range of possibilities, right, of what you can do with an accounting background. I'm interested in in your own business as a tax agent, because I think many accountants might aspire to that. Can you tell us what are the advantages of doing that and how do you get started?
2: So even though I'm an accountant, I'm already kind of in a niche because I do mostly tax accounting work, whereas most students who do an internship or are about to graduate, they would maybe move into bookkeeping first or as an assistant accountant where they would focus on doing accounting tasks like bookkeeping invoices, maybe preparing the business activity statement at the end of the month. Whereas I intervene pretty much at the end of the year and throughout the year for like preparing activity statements, tax returns, and financial statements. It is quite interesting even though it's not really my background so my background actually is auditing which is very closely related to accounting and that's how i started and that's how where i learned the most actually by be, being an auditor back home it taught me many things it taught me uh, like a, a very specific methodology to follow and i believe that this helped me to become a better tax agent also so yeah Being an accountant has pretty much different layers. So you can work as a financial accountant. You can work in an accounting practice like I do, where you have hundreds of clients that you deal accounting and tax affairs. You can work as a commercial accountant. So for instance, for a big blue chip company, you can work as a management accountant where you would prepare budgets and focus on the the management accounting side of the business. So yeah, I think accounting is obviously it's numbers related, but it's, it has a lot of opportunities. um, And I think that's what's interesting.
0: I'm interested that you're also an entrepreneur. So you've started your own business as Karen was mentioning, but you've diversified yourself into three different markets to accommodate the different business cycles during the year. So teaching, you know, the corporate work and then individuals. So I'm curious, which, which aspect of your, of your portfolio, of your product range, do you actually enjoy doing the most?
2: That's a very good question. I think I enjoy my accounting work. I've been with the accounting practice for seven years now. And it was actually my first job when I arrived in Australia, even before going back to studying at Kaplan. So I've been with them for, from the start, they gave me my chance when I just arrived. I was looking for some unpaid work and they took me on board. I basically showed them what I was capable of. I implemented some um, processes to basically gain some time and and they really enjoyed it. And then they offered me a, a job. So that's probably the, 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 the part that I enjoy the most because I'm kind of a loyal person. So... When someone trusts me, I like to repay them. So I'm very, very grateful that they gave me this opportunity when I first arrived. Because you guys have to remember, when I first arrived, I came on a working holiday visa. And as many people know, a working holiday visa has some restrictions where you cannot really work for more than six months for one company. And it is not easy to... Find like a corporate job as a working holiday maker. So I was lucky enough to to find this this opportunity. And the teaching job on the other side brings me a lot of joy. Like I really remember how it all started. So funnily enough, it happened very quickly. I was a young graduate from Kaplan Business School. I was tutoring, which didn't exist back then. I was the very first accounting tutor at Kaplan. And I remember, I think it was a Tuesday, where uh, one of the academic heads in accounting gave me um, a call and basically told me, "Look, Julian, we've got this issue. We've got a bigger, big accounting class that we need to split into two. It is on a Wednesday evening, so tomorrow, are you able to take the second class?" And I told them yes, I'm keen. I wanna, I wanna jump in straight away, and that's how it all started. So I was pretty much thrown straight into the the teaching, and it was it was a lot of fun because it was both challenging, but it was very rewarding. And I remember my very first class where I was a bit stressed because I didn't know how the students were gonna react, how to approach the class, but I, I enjoyed it very much. It was very draining. I remember the first few lessons uh, coming back home and being completely exhausted because I was very energetic in the class, because I wanted to do well. I wanted to get the attention from my students. And then I learned how to pace myself because I knew that I couldn't keep the same level of energy all the time because it was very uh, exhausting. So it, it's my teaching journey has been kind of a roller coaster, like very high pace at the beginning, because I also got very good uh, teaching scores. So then Kaplan gave me more subject to teach. Then I had to uh, kind of tell them, look, guys, I also have a job on the side, so just be mindful that I cannot kind of, like teach all the time. So I I kind of had to slow slow them down. And then they gave me other responsibilities like coordination and even rewriting subjects, which, which was very, very new for me. So for me, it was all about like adapting and being very flexible and just taking challenges as, as they come.
0: One of the themes in the podcast is actually transition. So Kieran, you and I talk about this a lot. And imagine the transition on the night before a class starts to also start teaching and, and then doing it well and transitioning into academia and starting your own business. Well, what I would like to comment on is that I actually agree with you. Teaching is a big responsibility, and I'm exhausted when I finish as well. And it's that loyalty that I think you mentioned, Julian, that I I respect. You're loyal to the company that you work for, you're loyal to your clients. And that loyalty then came over into your teaching because students enjoyed your teaching. You you actually got good self-scores as well as you became exhausted. So that shows your level of, of conscientiousness. So what a good story, Kieran
1: yeah i will say it's very rewarding when we get those student survey results right and we can actually see what the what the work we do and and how students respond to it i i remember the feeling as well of you prepare quite a bit for a lesson and afterwards you're you're sort of oh it's time to take a rest um I, I'm interested, Julian, you talked about these different things that, you know, management, accounting, commercial accounting, and, and now even education, these different paths an accounting student might then take or graduate. How should somebody know what they want to do? How, how can they figure it out?
2: Look, I think it's it's not easy to, let's say you're a young undergraduate student, who just finished your studies with Kaplan or even a postgraduate student. It's not easy to know what exactly you want to do. I think what's important from for students is to stay, have, a, have an open mind about what you want to do. Do not be too harsh on yourself. Do not close any doors. So for instance, I've got all of these stories from young graduates and even some of my friends from, from when I was a, a student who started as bookkeepers, who started as accounts payable, accounts receivable. So you, you you don't start as an accountant straight away, but you start at maybe a lower level, bookkeeping, accounts payable, and then down the track, you become an accountant. So I think what's really important for students is to be open to the opportunities to start somewhere. I think it's very important to start somewhere, uh, no matter what the job is, because... Then you can also build the connection. You can build the network with the company you work with. And then if you do a good job, they will refer you. Okay, they will connect you to other people. I think what's also important in accounting is to get connected with the, the main accounting bodies. So, for instance, I'm a, a, I'm a CPA, and I think it's important as a, as a student, as a young graduate, to look beyond your bachelor of accounting or your master's of accounting, because what I tell my students is that once you finish your studies, it's just a start. Okay, there's always something afterwards, and that's why I also encourage them to pursue additional studies. Uh, so, for instance, if you want to become an accountant in Australia, you most likely need your CA or CPA. So that's why I encourage them to to do these additional studies because most, most employers, they, they, they are gonna look for people who are not only with a degree, but also with an additional accounting qualification. So I think it's important to go to networking events, even if it's online, okay? Go to different functions, go to seminars where you're gonna meet professionals, where you're gonna basically tell them what your journey has been, what you wanna do, how you can help their organization, So I think all of these are very important, but most importantly is start somewhere. I think it's very important to start somewhere. For instance, personally, as I said before, I've got an auditing background. So when I started with my current company, they didn't do audits. They only did accounting. And even though I had some accounting experience from internships back home, I It wasn't my my job anymore, but I didn't turn them down I I I was like, look, I can do it. It's not necessarily the, the thing I enjoy the most, but I know I can do it. I can show you what I can do. And then from there on, the opportunities are endless. So yeah, I think again, what's important for young graduates is that do not close any doors. Just start somewhere and build it slowly. It is
0: really important. That's good advice. Don't be afraid to give it a start and just try. But if I'm a graduate, you've mentioned an, a number of different career paths, I guess, in accounting from uh, bookkeeping to management accounting to the CPA, auditing. If you were to advise a young person who didn't really know what career in accounting they wanted to do, what would be some of the attractions for different, the different career
2: paths? So I speak from personal experience. So I started as an auditor and I still strongly believe that for me, this is still the best start in your accounting journey because you get to audit many different clients, okay, many different industries and you are very, very well trained, okay? Because the, uh, the way auditors work they follow a very specific methodology and so you are it's like doing a an additional qualification while you're working so they train you very well and the things you learn as an auditor they pretty much serves you but otherwise if someone doesn't really know where to start I would just tell them start with any accounting jobs okay and and see if you like it see if you enjoy it but I think what's important is again really to start somewhere because you don't want to you don't want to be in the position where let's say you want to work in tax only and you don't want to be in a position where you're going to have to close doors because you might not be able to start in tax straight away from from school you might have to go through a bookkeeping internship or a bookkeeping position you might have to go through a, an assistant accountant position before eventually heading into tax so it's i understand that it's important to know what you want but I think it's also important to be nimble and to be agile enough to take the opportunities that comes and then from there on you can move but yeah from from personal experience i've always Taken the chances that were given to me. I've never been too picky because, yeah, I think you have to understand that when you are a young graduate, you are also competing with many, many other graduates and you're on the same level pretty much, okay? You've all got the same accounting degree. So you, you're not really in a strong position to negotiate what kind of work you want to do. So, my biggest advice would be take the opportunities that come, okay, start somewhere and then build the experience, build the connections, uh, build the network. Obviously, for young graduates, I think the main goal is also to, if they want to stay in Australia, is to get permanent residency. So, you also have to look at ways to gain permanent residency because until you're a temporary resident, well, you're not really in a strong position to negotiate what you want. So, yeah, you have to kind of take what's available and just gain the experience, get, com- get comfortable, learn, ask questions, be hungry, be motivated, have the right attitude. And if you do well, the opportunities will present themselves. OK, if I look how much I've achieved since I arrived I would have never imagined uh, like doing all of this. Like it's, what is great with Australia is that there are so many opportunities out there. You just have to take them when they present themselves and you you also need to be patient, okay? And I think that's something that is kind of difficult for young people because with the advent of social media, people tend to not be patient anymore. And I think that's a virtue that maybe young people need to learn. Okay. You need to be patient with things. You, you cannot, you cannot expect to be promoted every six months. Okay. You have to understand that what you want is also different from what the company wants. So yeah, I think it's, it's important to be, to be patient and to stay hungry and to, to be humble also.
1: Well, if we, you know, you've mentioned some of the steps that you can take to get, you know, where you want in your career, every career has has steps that you must pass through. And I, I first worked with you when I was a careers advisor, we threw that CPA event together. So, you know, I've mostly known you through the relationship with CPA, we threw an event with an international student recruitment manager. And that was one of the largest attended careers events I, I had experienced at that point. So there's a lot of interest in CPA. I'd love if you could just tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the importance of doing another qualification like that? Or, or what what exactly does that certification entail?
2: For those who want to stay in Australia and become an accountant, you cannot just rely on your accounting degree. Because if you look at most job advertisements employers will ask for you to be ca or cpa qualified or at least have started your qualification so it's like a, a must-have down the track so personally i i did my cpa while i was still studying at kaplan and my my journey with cpa was i pre-kaplan i became a cpa ambassador. And, and again, that was something new with Kaplan. We we never had CPA ambassadors. This was a great experience because I got to meet people at the CPA office. I got to meet other accountants. I got to share my journey as a student. I got to share my uh, experience, what I wanted to do, what they were, how they were able to help me. And the good thing about CPA is that they always organize events for for people and. I think it's something important for young, for young students is that, again, if you look at students, you, they're all going to graduate with the same degree. So you need to find small things that are going to be uh, differentiating you from others. And so getting involved with uh, CPA, going to events, maybe starting your CPA journey before you even graduate, because that is actually possible, going to networking events. Getting a mentor, that's a good thing to do, actually. Getting a CPM mentor, okay, that can be the difference between a very good student who just focuses on his studies and doesn't really want to get involved with anything else, is not really social, doesn't want to go to networking events. And let's say a student who might not get the best marks in the assignments and in, in class, but... On the other hand, he's very social, he's very motivated, he he wants to meet people, he wants to go to networking events and down the track, if I was an employer, okay, I wouldn't really look at the marks, I would look at who's the one who's more motivated, who's the one who's actually not just focusing on studying, but also is focusing on building a network, meeting people and he's got a story to tell. I think that's really important.
0: How does a student get started in a, in an association like the CPA? What's the application steps?
2: So any students can become a an associate member of of CPA Australia? You just have to fill in a form and you are in the as an associate member and then what they do is they organize events, okay? You can go to different events if you are interested in cryptocurrencies or if you are interested in digital finance, they organize events throughout the year. You you, you can also find a mentor who's already a CPM member and build this relationship, build this connection with this this person. Of course, the idea is not necessarily to ask a job straight away, but what you can do is just share your journey as as a student, Ask questions. I think that's very important to be curious, to be asking questions all the time. I think it's also important to listen first, okay, rather than talk all the time. But yeah, I would, I would say like go to the events, okay, go to the go to the, the functions and try to meet as, as many people as possible. Because at the end of the day, it's also about your connections. It's all about it's also about your network because people talk. And if you stay by yourself, if you if you stay in the corner, well, it's going to be a lot harder. So I think it's it's important to network and yeah, just to meet as many people as possible.
1: I think that's so cool that you were one of the first DPA student ambassadors because I've known several. And honestly, it does that program does change people's lives. You, you see them go on to do some really great things. CPA still takes several ambassadors each trimester from, from each of our campuses. I'm interested also, Julian, to know your perspective on trends in the accounting industry. So at KBS, we started holding these Xero workshops. We actually offer our graduates free certifications in zero because we saw it was becoming so popular. Employers were asking for it. It became almost a sort of required skill for employability. So if we're talking essential skills or employability, what do you think is next?
2: Yeah, so definitely getting your zero certification is a good step forward. Then I think, again, doing your CA or CPA qualification down the track is kind of the norm if you want to become an accountant. And then there's additional trainings. Like, for instance, at the moment, I'm doing a micro-credentials with CPA on digital finance. And that's going to take me like nearly 120 hours to complete. So I think what's important to understand is that once you graduate, your journey is not finished. Your learning journey is not finished. You always need to learn. You always need to uh, um, update yourself. You always need to upskill yourself because the world changes all the time. Technology brings new solutions to the table. They bring also new challenges to companies even for accounting. So, like the advent of Zero has been has been massive in Australia. Like I remember when I first started, Zero didn't exist and if you look at 5, 6 years down the track, I am personally advising all of my clients to move to Zero because they've managed to move into the cloud better than all of their competitors and it is so user-friendly and so I think it's important for students to obviously understand the new things coming up, okay? To stay updated, to keep upskilling through different software certification, through getting your own license as maybe a BAS agent or a tax agent, getting your accounting qualification. And then it depends. It depends if you want to specialize. So for instance, I work in tax. I could potentially become a chartered tax advisor, which is something very specific to, to taxation, or I could do like a master's in taxation law, which would be again, very, very specific. So it just depends. I know there's like different qualifications in management accounting, for instance, I think it's called the SEMA. The I mean, the opportunities are endless, but I think what's really important is to understand when you finish your degree, it is not the end, it's just the start, okay? And I think what is what is important is to keep motivated to learn because you cannot stop learning, you cannot think that with your accounting degree only, you will, it will be enough, okay? Because people will upskill, people will learn new things, Technology will bring new products, new solutions, new issues. So you need to continuously upskill yourself. And as a CPA, I have continual professional development to, to meet. I've got like 120 hours to do every, every three years. So there's an expectation also as you become a qualified accountant that you will need to keep learning.
0: You've mentioned that you're doing a micro-credential right now. What was that micro-credential in,
2: what, what subject? So it's, uh, it's called digital finance, and then it's broken down into six subjects. So I just finished one that is called the future of money. In this subject, we talk about cryptocurrencies. We talk about digital, digital ledger technology, blockchain. We talk, uh, talk about financing, like alternative financing. So it's quite broad and it, it is interesting even though it's not really related to what I do on a daily basis but I think it's interesting because blockchain technology is is the future and I think down the track accountants will need to get used with this technology and uh, and the rest
0: that does sound fascinating and the number of discussions that I hear from students in for example business analytics about blockchain that that has wide applicability and it's it's good news, I think, that you're staying on top of emerging trends that may just be related tangentially to accounting. That's very good.
2: Yeah, it is. It is not easy, to be honest, because it's not really accounting-ish. So it brings its own sets of challenges when you go through the material. But that's, I think that's also important to get out, get out of your comfort, comfort zone because that's how you're going to grow anyway. Obviously, I deal a lot with tax, so I'm very comfortable talking about tax, teaching tax. But if I want to grow and if I want to down the track, offer different services to different clients, I need to also learn new things. So I think that's important.
1: I do see you as somebody who's, you know, working hard and achieving a lot in your field. You you've, you talk now about learning what would you say is your goal over the next few years? Where where can we
2: find you, Julian? Uh, that's a really good question. Ideally, down the track, I would like to have my own accounting practice. Even though I I have already started having my tax agent business, which is slowly growing. But I think down the track, I wanna I wanna be my own boss, and I wanna. Yeah, I want to I want to start my accounting practice and I want to give the chance to students to get some experience also because I think it's it's I think it's important when you get something to also give it back. So, I want to I want to share what I've learned with as many students as, as possible. So I, that's why I I want to keep teaching. But yeah, if I can have my accounting practice and keep Teaching on the side—that would be—that would be great. I'm nearly there. I, I still have work to do, but yeah, getting getting there eventually.
1: So thank you so much, Julian, for joining us on the Kaplan Community Podcast. It's been wonderful to talk with you and, and learn more about what you're doing. And I think that this is going to be really great for all of our accountants and interested professionals out there.
0: So accommodations It's been a, a very interesting podcast and a very valuable one, I think, for our students. Thank you. The Kaplan Community Podcast presents an opportunity to think about things differently by listening to a diversity of opinions from our Kaplan Business School alumni, Karen Howard and me, Dr. Richard Stager. The podcast is published every Wednesday night. Search for the Kaplan Community Podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We invite you to find out more about our guest speakers from our LinkedIn group, search for the Kaplan Business School alumni community. Please rate each episode to help us reach more listeners.